We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entering the Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 NFL Week 11 Best Bets. Coming off a pretty good week, so smash the like button to the episode. Sub to Mayo Media Network on YouTube. Leave a rating and review on Apple and Spotify if you can. Hello to our friends on Game Plus Network up in Canada. And if you want to play in the best tournament on DraftKings, play in the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League. Three max entry, $15 to play, no rake. Because it's no rake, you should play in it. Rob Pizzola, Cam Stewart are on the line. I want to apologize to you guys already. The viewers know this. My voice is almost gone, so it's not great. You don't well, sound too good, Pat. I mean, it's uh, it's flu season yeah. now, so I, I understand. But uh, yeah, it's got to be rough getting through that now. We, we didn't have to deal with it last year because we're all wearing masks around. But this year, I'm hearing that the flu season is going to be a whole lot worse. I don't think it's talking about the flu season. He's probably just doing too many shows. Like and he's losing his voice. Right? You think like, you think Pat's losing his voice and looks like this because he's doing too many shows? He do does the same amount of shows every single week. Uh, it just happens sometimes. You know, you, you don't even know. Like look at me, like Ron Rasp over here. No, trust me. Like it's. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know, Pat. Anyway. I'm not your doctor, but I hope you get better. I hope you feel better. It well, sucks being sick. I, I can tell you, the kids came home with the flu. We were fine. And then three days later, my wife and I are now oh, yeah. like violently ill. Forgot. You got children. No, those kids are germ magnets, man. Like licking things, door, and rubbing your face. Yeah, that's the thing. Children are lovely, but uh, yeah, they're germ infestors. That's for sure. Well, let's talk about last week. Good week, except yeah. for the Cleveland Browns. Overall, we went seven and two <laughs> across the gold, silver, and bronze picks. Three and oh sweep. On the golds, that gets us up to let's see, twenty-two seven and one for the year. That's two and, insane. Two and one for the silver. Nine and twenty-one. That's not so good. Bronze picks two and one. Seventeen and thirteen for the season. I'm nine and one with the gold. Cam, you're eight one and one. Rob, you're now five and five. So no one is below five hundred on the gold picks. That's where we want to be. That's unreal. I, I, I honestly like. I know turkeys and Rob does too, who sell picks that are just horrible. By the way, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like. I can't believe we're at that percentage, Rob. Like, if I can keep this up all the time, I'd be living on a golf course. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we know to beat the VIG in the NFL, you need to hit 52.4%, right? Minus 110 is uh, converts to 52.4%. That's a pretty astronomical clip that you guys are hitting at for the gold picks. Hopefully, you can keep it up. Obviously, variance is, uh, I mean, it's it's a bitch in the, in the NFL. But um, it's been a good season so far. You guys have been on the right side of a lot of games, so... Let's keep it going, going forwards. I was not on the right side of the Thursday night game. Fortunately, I didn't bet the Thursday night game because who cared about that? I was was like, I'm going to bed. I don't even want to watch this crap. I watched it this morning. and I was like, I'm glad I did not either bet bet or stay up on that. I was on the Falcons. That's the side that I was going to go with. And I was like, no, no, no. I I don't want to actually put money on that team, Pat. I've never seen a team 
they, 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 how do you say this? Even you know this too, Pizzola. They march the ball a little bit between the 20s, settle for field goals, or then a penalty on a field goal miss. Like, that was one of the worst poorly played games. It's not even on Matt Ryan. The guy gets no protection. Like, this team just sucks. It doesn't matter who the coach is. And I had the under in the game. It actually got crazy. And then New England gets two pick sixes at the end of the game, too. It was just, just a deplorable game by the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, that was just – I can't believe I bet on those guys, but I hit the under. But, man, this team sucks. They, do they really do- blow. Do they inject Matt Ryan's boots with cement before he plays every game? Because that that guy, like thirty six years old though, Rob, he's never been a great runner. I have a tortoise downstairs. I mean, my my tortoise actually has more mobility than Matt Ryan. It's like the third and one sack where he did like the pump fake. I think was Matt Judon. I can't remember who took him down. Yeah, but it was it was like watching a play unravel in slow motion. Like I don't know what Ryan thought was happening in his head that he was going to be able to like roll out and somehow dodge this sack, but. Uh, it's pretty hysterical. I mean, the Falcons are, are garbage. Uh, the Patriots had a huge coaching mismatch in that game. And New England is kind of like peaking now. I kind of feel that they might be overvalued going forward just because now we've seen them um, with like two back-to-back extremely quality wins. Uh, and they are a good football team, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I don't necessarily think that they're as great as they will be talked up to be this week. So when the Titans have a burn burner with the Texans this week, it's going to be like Patriots by four against Tennessee next week. I could totally see that happening uh, where the Titans end up playing a close game this week. Everybody's kind of down on them. And then we get an inflated spread next week against that's like, that's sort of just how the NFL works. You you see the line, you see the line on the Tennessee, on the Tennessee game. I got it at, uh, I think it was 12 Rob when it opened up, it's down to 10, 10. Right. I see nine, on DraftKings sports nine and a half. Nine and a half okay? yeah. But I, I just checked. A, I got, you got to go to bet, bet stamp because I don't want to let the cat out of the bag here for our magic show. But uh, let's just say the Texans might make the card this week. You get my drift. I, I get your drift <laughs> and I like the drift as well. <laughs> let's get to the gold picks. That was Feinberg's yep. uh, super lock on our show was the Texans plus 11. Oh, God. Are we <laughs> That this better not be the Cleveland debacle part two, but anyway, uh, Feinberg super lock. I love it. I am going to go with the first game on the board at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. It's a team that I think there's been like three teams that I've been rotating through my gold picks. This one hit for me last week. I'm going to go back to it this week. I still don't quite understand this line, but it's the Saints plus two. I'm taking them against Philly. I think they're just a better team than mm, Philly. Yeah. Philly has shown a propensity to play well and win in games where they can just kind of run wild. They want to run the ball 45 times a game all of a sudden between the backs in between Jalen Hurts. And they might even get Miles Sanders back for this game, but you can't run on the Saints. So then it's going to be, hey, let's just drop everyone back and see if Jalen Hurts can pick us apart. Just not going to be that way. So again, this is going to be a field goal game in games where I'm getting the points in a field goal game. Going to take it every single time. Saints plus two gold pick Rob. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you. I like the Saints as well this week. And I think your analysis was spot on, Pat. You look at what Philadelphia has done over the last month to kind of turn the tides for them. And they went from being the most heavy pass team in the league to now the most heavy run team in the league over the course of the last month. Well, that works when you're playing these horrible run defenses like the Lions and the Chargers and the Broncos. Now, all of a sudden, the Saints come into town. And they have the best rush defense in the league in terms of success rate and DVOA. So I think it's going to be a lot harder for the Eagles to move the ball on the ground in this game. And, you know, the Eagles have, have they've capitalized on some fortune lately. Like I used the Eagles as my goal pick against the Broncos last week. That's because the Broncos were down three of their starting five offensive linemen. They had numerous people missing in their front seven as well. And that, I think, makes the Philadelphia Eagles a little bit overinflated. The Saints are going to run the same type of offense, right? We know New Orleans is very conservative. That's kind of work for them. Limit mistakes, let the defense do some damage. But they run the ball quite heavily. They're successful at it. Whether or not Alvin Kamara plays or not, we will see. But the Eagles don't stop the run especially well either. They're lower half in the league in terms of defending the run. So I see this as a pretty big, like solid matchup advantage for the New Orleans Saints. Again, you're, you, you hit the nail on the head, Pat. They're the ones getting the points here. Uh, I don't think that this should be anything more than a pick I could argue the Saints should be favored. So I agree with you. I like New Orleans this week. Love it. I love it, Pat. Three's a crowd. The Saints, let's remember one thing, too. They had a horrible start 
in the Simeon game against Atlanta. They went on gangbusters and the game ended. It's just if you guys play 60 minutes of football, you could murder Philadelphia. That's the thing. And you saw last week, too, they came back against the Titans, and they actually got hosed on some major calls in that game. The, whole, the NFL refereeing just continues to show itself. It's getting out of control and poor. we got to change things up. But anyway, Pat, love the pick. Three's a crowd here. I agree. I think the Saints uh, win this game by 10 points, and we're getting to. 10 points. Oh, I may have to like alt spread this then to see how we're going yeah, to. Yeah, I'm just feeling. Yeah, well, ma- make sure, slap, slap, make sure Jerome, Bo- Jerome Boger's crew is not refing the Saints game before you decide to alternate spread <laughs> it because he has like some sort of personal vendetta against the New Orleans. Like the league hates the Sean Payton. The league hates, let's call it out for what it is. It feels like the league hates Sean Payton. And you know, I'm conspiracy theories, my murder mysteries and all the other stuff, but it's true. You watch the way that the, the, the Saints get treated every single game. Sean Payton's a cocky guy. And he used to run up the score on teams, Rob, I think years ago. And I think a lot of the guys in the NFL brass and referees have an issue with him. Maybe he's not buddy-buddy with these guys. That's just my opinion. I think the Saints, a lot of the time, uh, are not big fans of the coach, the refs. I'll make it clear. I I don't believe in, like, referees, point shaving. or It's so (laughs) difficult to, like, fix an NFL game. It's pretty much impossible. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that there's at least half of the officiating crews which are completely incompetent in the NFL – and it wildly swings games sometimes to the point where you just ask yourself, why do I even bet on this? Like that roughing the passer on Tannehill last week was an, a joke because it was, it was an interception. It, it, it completely swung the game. Yeah, I got Saints money line. Now, come on now. Right. right? The Saints they end still up covered. covering the spread, but like yeah. that, that's a that's a huge swing from getting a turnover in the end zone and having first down to the Tennessee Titans scoring a touchdown on the drive. Like we're talking about an expected points swing of like over a touchdown there. So Pretty crazy stuff on a weekly basis, but uh, I don't think I, I think I looked at the referee assignments this week, and I think the Saints one was okay. So, oh, you're, you're, <laughs> hey, Pat, you listening? Digging deep referee assignments. <laughs> Holy, Pozzola's doing his homework there. That's good stuff, Pozzola. Well, I, I had a guy on for the Euro uh, preview, and like his big thing yeah. was like refs in the match. To determine, it's important to like to determine like the amount of yellows versus reds that would be given out, like the averages per game from these these specific refs against like these specific teams it was like i was like i don't yeah. know what's going on here but i'll tell you that's good. good i'll listen it, yep. it doesn't always work though like I, I was watching the the canada mexico qualifiers uh the other night <laughs> was the best the referee's <laughs> name was escobar i'm like how could they allow this to happen like canada mexico the ref is escobar i mean canada won they did get you like, got a hand it to canada too let's the mexicans are coming out in blankets let's play in edmonton the second coldest city in canada it was a great move <laughs> whatever for home field advantage, right? You yes. got home, home pitch advantage. I don't know what it is in soccer. Do they still call it home field advantage? Regardless, I mean, uh, yeah, those Mexicans didn't know what hit them having to play. No, they, they the Azteca, Snow. They Ooh. Yeah. I, I, I am of two oh. minds of this like Canadian soccer run. Like it's kind of fun to see because they haven't qualified for the World Cup. And I guess in my lifetime, they have in 1986, they made it. But I kind of want them to lose in the worst way possible because all the people who... I don't want to say that I don't like, but I think are like very fair weather fans of sports are all really over this Canadian soccer thing. Yeah, but I don't know, Pat, I, I respect you and I love you, but uh, just because they want Canada, there's a lot of good fans out there, you know. No, no, there, no, 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 There are no fans. There are no fans of Canadian soccer. Like, let, let's be real. But now everyone's a fan. Like, <laughs> give me a break. But, but like, I, I see that. That kind of stuff frustrates me. Like, there's fans gonna, of Canadian soccer. I'm going to lose my Canadian card here for a second when I actually say this, but I'm very much in like the Jeff Feinberg camp of I can't stand like the World Juniors coverage. Oh, in me Canada too. Around yeah, well, that's out of control. And, and like, it's I horrible. honestly sometimes just in my head, I'm like, I like just I hope they lose in like the round robin well, so I don't have to deal with the this network going does forward. it to them anyway. They're doing interviews with holograms and stuff like before the game, and Team USA is just sitting there going, Thank you. Now these idiot Canadians are getting interviewed by every Tom, Dick, and Harry out there, and they don't have no pressure going into the final. That's why they beat us all the time. But, Pretty but the, simple concept. Right. Like these are but these are 17-year-old kids. Like you yeah. put so much pressure on them. And then the, the marketing in Canada is very much centered around like calling you out as like you're not a true canadian unless you watch the world junior it's like why like why do i care about junior hockey like i okay my, i mean some of the games are okay to watch but most of them are like 14 to 1 blowout like do i need to see canada run kazakhstan out of the rink like th- none of the hockey is really great oh it's anyway. the best it's the best guys you go on sites i'm seeing like uh even for the ohl whl team minus, minus 2800 total <laughs> 
five and a half over minus 580. I'm like, oh, okay. That seems pretty bettable. <laughs> anyway, no, it's, it's ridiculous. It, it's nice to see. I'm for no, it's good. It's I'm good. for it, but it's getting to a tipping point with me where yeah, I'm I know like, you're saying, Pat. There's a lot of like guys who don't even know what a soccer ball is. You're, you're and listen, I, I, I'm one of those people. I really don't care about soccer. It's fun that they're doing well, but I, I don't need to hear it. It's like the most important thing of all time from all these people who don't give a shit anyway. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I get it. I, I that that kind of, like bandwagon jumpers always bother me. That's like. There's a lot of things that bother me. Like, off cam, you guys have known me for a long time. Yeah, like, same as me. Like, look at our teams, Pazola. Cowboys giving you heartbreak. Like, I rip on the Seahawks, but I still love them. Like, a real fan sticks by things through thick and thin. They don't They don't waver. They don't jump ship. It's pretty simple. That's a fan. You don't do those things. Well said. So, Thank you. Are you guys going with New Orleans as your gold pick, or Rob, do you have No, Pat. Uh, yeah, you go first, Rob, right? You're, All you're right. before I'll, me? I'll okay. go first. Um, yeah. We okay, so we saw this now line move. I'm just checking DraftKings. It doesn't matter. I'll take it anyways. Um, I like Washington plus three as Excellent. my goal pick. Yes, I agree. Um, obviously, three and a half was available earlier in the week. That's okay. I, I'm fine with the three as well. So, what people have to understand is you you could have bet this game last week because there's look ahead lines that you can bet in the NFL. And Carolina was a one and a half point favorite in this game over Washington. Now, what's happened over the course of a week? Well, Washington actually beat what some people would consider to be the best team in football by double digits, a game where they looked very good. But now the line has been adjusted to three because Cam Newton is back. And I don't know what this perception of Cam Newton is, but he played nine snaps last week. He was in put into very favorable situations, situations that he excels at, which are like short yardage, goal line. They threw out these gadget plays and whatever. I remember last year watching Cam Newton when he was with the Patriots. Guy couldn't complete a 10-yard pass over the middle of the field. Looked completely shot. Like we were calling for Jarrett Stidham to replace him on a weekly basis. And now all of a sudden he's back and people are just expected to buy into this Carolina team because they don't have Sam Darnold or P.J. Walker there. I don't think Cam Newton is very good. I think that in order to get to this number, you have to make him at least an average quarterback in the league. And I think it's very unlikely that that's the case. Washington to me is still a buy low candidate because like no one respects them. They beat the Bucks last week. Prior to that, those games that they lost against Denver, Green Bay were extremely misleading because they moved the ball all the way down the field in those games and then just turned it over in the red zone or they missed a field goal. Like couldn't Taylor Heineke dive slides on the goal line and they don't call it a touchdown. There's a lot of things that work against them. So uh, I think that this is mispriced. I don't think it should be three. And I like Washington quite a bit this week. I'm with you. I like Washington as well. I just, went, I just went searching for a three and a half from earlier in the week. And the, the main places that I'm looking at all now have it at plus three, but it's plus 100 plus three. So it might get back to three and a half eventually. Yes. Uh, like three and a half minus 120 at some shops. It's pretty expensive to pay that. It's pretty much the equivalent of three plus 100. But regardless, my point is that I, I don't think this should be three. There's no world to me in which Carolina has a home field advantage that's like larger than league average. I mean, you give them maybe one point for home field advantage. And then how much better are they than Washington? I don't think that they're much better at all. I think these are pretty equal teams. Now, obviously you have to point out that Chase Young got injured and the football team is not the same defense as they were early in the year, although they stunk early in the year on defense anyways. So it's not like it's a, a massive loss from that point of view. I, I just, uh, there's not much separating these two teams. Anytime you can get a field goal and you don't think there's much separating those two teams, then I think you take it. Cam, gold pick. Guys, I agree on everything. Rob, that was going to make the list. Pat, your Saints pick. So I'm going to mix it up there. I usually like four or five games a week. So we'll go in rotation here. Is it a Jaguar? No, it's a Bengal. The Bengal Tigers are coming back against uh, the Vegas Raiders. They need a little bit of a break. I believe in Taylor as a coach. And here's the thing. The Raiders, uh, these guys are eventually going to crumble up and fall apart. Uh, I just don't think they're a good football team. As for Cincinnati, they have a chance to win that division. Now everyone's talking about Baltimore. They got their own problems getting dummied by Miami. Huge game for the Bengals to get back. I like a lot of games, Rob. I like what, and Pat, I love the Washington, I love New Orleans, everything that you said, but I got to mix it up. This game also made uh, my top five selections. So I like Cincinnati. They should be able to go in there and take care of business. Better team. Burrow, don't turn over the ball and just pound some Joe Mixon and Chase. There's going to be so many mismatches there. The Bengals receivers versus the Raiders secondary. I like the Cincinnati Bengals by a touchdown. All they have to do 
It's minus one. Win the damn game. Okay. So we got New Orleans plus two, Washington plus three, and Cincinnati minus one as the gold slate of picks. Rob, where are you going with silver? Just really quickly, I will do the silver in a second. I have the, the Cincinnati-Las Vegas game crossed off my list. Like it's a strike through, and I'm trying to figure out why I did this earlier in the week, and I just looked it up. And it's the game that Jerome Boger is refereeing this week, which I was so fed up with last week. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. Ha- I can't deal with this guy again. So well, I'm not changing my pick as a Boger. Just do no, your no, damn I'm not, job. I'm not saying. I'm not saying to, but I'm saying to expect some shenanigans. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about this game at some point next. That crew finds a way to swing every single game. Yeah, I don't, the, the problem with their games is it's close, right? It's almost like, hey, TV viewers, we're gonna have some crazy stuff happening. I know, but. The good news is, Rob, I'm not dealing with a spread of like four. So if it's a tight game and the Bengals win, you know, they win by two or three, I'm still a winner. So that's fine. Um, Okay, silver. Uh, I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys. Silver. Um, Love it. I'm not going to buy into the Chiefs being back just yet. I know a lot of people want to because they blew out the Raiders on Sunday night football. Uh, The Raiders game plan was extremely questionable to say the least because we have all these defenses doing the exact same thing against the Chiefs all year long, which is playing two high safeties, making them work their way up the field methodically. And what ine- inevitably ends up happen- happening is the Chiefs turn it over or they just bog down. And then the Raiders come out and Gus Bradley, who's a big cover three guy, plays cover three the whole game and his defense gets torched the whole game. Now, Dan Quinn is also a cover three guy, the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. That's a little bit concerning, but I think Dan Quinn is a smart guy. And I will say the Cowboys have adapted their defense quite a bit this year to the opponent that they faced. I do think that they're going to make the Chiefs go back into that mold of methodically working their way down the field. And we know that what happens when the Chiefs do that is they turn the ball over a lot. Even last week when they didn't turn it over, they had a Tyree Hill fumble, which he recovered himself. Patrick Mahomes had two turnover worthy plays as well. So they got let off the hook a little bit by the Raiders defense. We do know that the Cowboys defense forces a bunch of turnovers. That's what they really excel at. So I do like that. But on the other side of the ball, you have this Cowboys running game. It's very likely this week we are going to see Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Lyle Collins all on the field together for the first time in two years for the Dallas Cowboys. They will have arguably the best offensive line in the league going up with a Chiefs defense that cannot stop the run. And I just think that's going to open up so many things for the Cowboys offense, because when they do have the running game going, the play action works so well. Like I basically am at the point where I'm trusting Dallas to score more on Kansas City's defense than the other way around. I wouldn't have been there earlier on in the year, but now we're into week 11. We have a large sample on these teams. I don't think there's much separating them at all. I can argue that Dallas is better than KC. So give me the Cowboys. I'll take the two and a half points. I like this a lot. I, I like the Cowboys in this game. Kid. Me too. Wow, we're agree. I don't. That's funny. Like we like. We're either gonna have a wicked week or we're gonna get torched this week. Well, we, a lot of agreement last week. It worked out yeah, well. Exactly. I know, I know we laugh and like it's kind of concerning, but it's uh, it it is nice when everyone's on the same page rather than going back early in the year and camp picking the Lions every week and me having to argue with them about the Lions being terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they they did cover against the Rams. They also lost by like a hundred against the Bengals. Yes, they did. And they got smoked by who, uh, Philadelphia and some other teams. It was teams pretty there even. Too. It was, we were going yeah, back yeah, and forth. Yeah, no, no, no. That yeah. line, that's the thing. I, we start taking things seriously. I just, you know what? Like you do, I put a line through the Lions. Even if I think they're going to cover, I'm not betting those turkeys anymore. They're, no, they're dead to me. Who are you taking as your silver pick? Well, Pat, uh, we're on, like, I wish we could do like extra minerals this week. I, it's like, I'm like a broken record. I say that all the time. Cause I like five or six games and we like all the games. I love the Cowboys pick to their uh, Pizzola. I'm on it. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Houston Texans. We talked about this at the start of the show. I wish we got the bigger number, but Tennessee has been playing with fire for, for a while. And you know, the way the NFL works, they're going to have a game. That's not going to bring their a game. They could actually, I think they're barely going to squeak out a win like three or four points. They might even lose this game outright. Am I insane? I, don't know, I probably, but I'm thinking that's too many points. We're getting 10, Wish we got a little bit more. The opening line was like 11 and a half, 12, but I'll still take it at 10. I think Houston is going to wake up this week. It's a big game for them. Also, people don't realize this is important. They have a lot of guys playing on one-year deals. You're going to see some of these young players and guys like that trying to play, and they're playing for their family. Do you want to be uh, living in a nicer house and have money, or do you want to be riding the bus or be out of the NFL? It's, these are big, big things. And I think the t- Texans bring their A game. Uh, Tennessee, look-ahead spot. 
kind of playing with fire, should have lost to the Saints. You know what I mean? And everyone just thinks they're going to roll everybody. I just don't think this is a spot for them to do that. I think it's going to be a really tight game. Game. I'm taking the excessive points. Give me the Houston Texans. Yeehaw! Uh, Pozzola's going with the Cowboys. I'm going with the Texans. Silver pick. Let's rock. I, li- I like that. The only game that I am not in like lockstep with you guys on is the Cincinnati one because I'm more on. Well, that's I- more me too. Well, yeah. Pozzola, I cross, I Pozzola put an extra. That, 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 that's I, I actually like the Titan Texans quite a bit in this game as well, but guess who's ref in this one? The mob boss himself, Tony Corrente. Oh, uh, Tony Corrente's a stooge. What's he going to do? Hip check Tyrod Taylor. Hey, Tyrod, I don't like you. There, guys there, moron. there are actually so many conspiracy. Th- I won't get into them, but Tony the Corrente's Tony Corrente is like, they, there's lots of, anecdotal evidence that would like if there is i don't believe he is fixing games or intentionally um changing the outcome of the games but there's a lot of questionable stuff that's happened in tony corrente games over the year and yeah, it needs to true. be let's just hope, explored a little let's further. just hope corrente likes the texans this week that would be an extra bonus right <laughs> or, or the people who employ him, yes, like the Texans. Yes, correct. Hey, Tony, we're gonna need uh, the Titans hey, to take Tony, a fall this week. Where are the Texan monies, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> For my silver yes. pick, I haven't. I, I really want to take the Colts against the Bills, but for whatever reason, I've been talking myself out of it. Tough game, tough all, game all week. It just seems like too big of a number. And I, I think this may have updated in real time. Paul, what do you have on the graphic for Detroit and Cleveland? Is it minus 11? Because I'm seeing minus got, 12, like in real time. I got time. Bet, sta- bet stamps got minus 12 on uh, on Cleveland right now. Just got bet from 11 to 12. Yeah, so it just goes up. I, I mean, honestly, that point doesn't really even matter. It, d- it doesn't. It doesn't. It's because Chubb is now officially off the COVID list, I'm guessing. Mm, That's why. Yeah. I, I'm going to take the Browns against the Lions here. I think this is... This number, if, if the Browns just lost by a field goal last week or won in New England, it feels like this line would have been like 17 and a half. And now with Chubb coming back, they're a little bit healthier. I just don't see how Detroit moves the ball, to be perfectly honest with you. If the Browns can get 25 points, you know they more than easily cover this spread. So I just think that they run the ball 50 times against Detroit, and that's going to be good enough to beat the, the Lions are coming off their Super Bowl. They got a tie last week. Yep. Yeah, Season yep. over yep. for them. Everyone plays the Steelers and looks good. That's basically what it comes yeah. down to. Yep. All these teams play the Steelers and everybody kind of buys into them. I agree with you, Pat. We'll have to see who plays quarterback for the, I mean, obviously it's going to be a terrible option regardless, but I will say this is going to be a cold, very likely going to rain windy game in Cleveland. Those are the conditions that Jared Goff notoriously is terrible in because he's got the small hands and can't hold. I can't, it's hilarious, but he's got the small hands and can't hold the ball. We saw it last week in Pittsburgh. Like, Goff did nothing. Th- to get to those 16 points, it was all running game. Goff was absolutely terrible. He had, like, four, 4.3 yards per attempt in that game. So I wouldn't mind if Goff played because I think this is a horrible situation for him. <coughs> Tim Boyle sucks, who's the backup there. Like, he's legitimately one of the uh, worst quarterbacks. I thought it was uh, mis- that name again is Mr. Plow. David Blau. Is it, is it Blau? That he's the I third. I think Blau, Blau. Is he the third stringer? This is what we're talking about here, though. Like, listen to the guys we're talking about as the options for the line. So the I agree Lions with Pat. Depth. I I think this is like <laughs> we're down on the Browns again. They they horrible effort against the Patriots. Whenever Baker Mayfield plays any defense that has some sort of pulse, he looks terrible. Now he gets a defense that has no pulse. They're horrible, and I I feel like the Browns just basically score at will in this game. So it is. I agree. It is. Mr. Blau, that's Mr. my Blau. name. That name again is David Blau. Yeah, it is Blau. I, th- I thought Boyle was on IR and he was eligible to return. But... Oh, Mr. Blau gets in the game. That would be uh, hilarious. Actually, no, 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 that's bad, bad Pat. You you need uh, Goff to stay in the game. That could actually be scary. I feel like I bet on Mr. Blau on Thanksgiving, either last yes, year. Yes, yes, I, I, I did too. I did too. Yes. Yep. I don't think that worked out for us. I don't did they cover with Mr. Blau. He actually I, didn't play too bad. I, I, I thought Blau's first game, I could I'm, I'm I think more, they covered. I thought didn't he they? played well in his first game and then just afterwards was a, a disaster. Yeah, but that's a, that's true. I think I don't you're know. right. I have a bad memory. No, I, with this yeah, no, no. I think no, that, I think that's accurate actually. He had a really good game in his debut and then things went downhill after that. All right, Cam. It's not much of a downgrade from Goff. <laughs> no, I mean Goff is terrible at this point. In fact, I would actually be scared to face if, if I'm the Browns, right. You're, you're probably spending your whole week game planning for golf. Yeah. And if you get a different quarterback, 
We've seen this time and time again in the NFL where uh, think about San Fran against Arizona a couple weeks ago, where you spend your whole week game planning for Kyler Murray. Instead, you get Colt McCoy, and then your defense just has no idea what they're facing because you didn't really watch tape on this guy for the week. So like, there's an inherent disadvantage in getting a surprise quarterback late in the week. Uh, but the Browns are going to score. Like that's what I'm very confident in this one. Like they could just line up and run the ball. Like, like um, Pat said over and over because the Lions defensive line isn't very good. And this is a really good offensive line. So uh, I feel like regardless of who plays for the Lions, they're likely going to get smoked in this game. Today's program is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the health and wellness company that makes comprehensive daily nutrition really, really simple. I know it's made my healthy mornings much better because the kids are getting really old now, so they're super active in the morning. So I have to wrangle them. I got to get them up. I got to get them something to eat. I got to show prep for my show while I'm doing all of that. Then I got to get them to school, then get to work. Sometimes I just don't have time to make myself the proper breakfast that I need. That's why AG1 by Athletic Greens, the category-leading superfood product, has really helped me out. It brings comprehensive and convenient daily nutrition to everybody. Keeping up with the research, knowing what to do, and taking a bunch of pills and capsules is hard on your stomach, and it's hard to keep up with. To help each of us be at our best, like myself, they simplify the path to better nutrition by giving you one thing with all the best things. And it's pretty tasty. I'm not going to lie to you. And I feel great all day. It gives me that burst I need in the morning, that healthy feeling where I have energy and it all comes in one tasty scoop. AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green food blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. The special blend of high-quality, bioavailable ingredients and a scoop of AG1 work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, support energy and focus, that's really been the key for me, aid with gut health and digestion, and support a healthy immune system, effectively replacing multiple products or pills with one healthy, delicious drink. I even got my wife on it now, and she enjoys it, and she doesn't really enjoy anything of this nature. She's all in on AG1. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and it contains less than one gram of sugar. I'm not on any of those diets, and I'm taking it anyway, and it's making me feel great. There's no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. Well, keeping it tasting, good. Join the movement of athletes, lifeletes, moms, dads, rookies, first-timers, and everyone in between taking ownership of their daily health and focusing on nutritional products that they really need in the simplest manner possible. That's essentialist nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash mayo today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash mayo to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. Do you have any idea how many subscriptions you're unknowingly paying for every month? You probably don't want to know that answer, so why not just skip to the part where you use Truebill and identify where you can stop spending and start saving. Truebill's the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. We all know this. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and has saved them over $100 million. Like Matthew B., who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved $120 for the year on my Sirius XM bill, and I saved $840 a year on car insurance. So, don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Mayo. Go right now. Truebill.com slash Mayo it could save you thousands a year. Bronze pick, Cam Stewart. Oh boy. So what do we do? I like all the other ones that you pick. What do we do? So I've got, got to tennis. No, I got Houston and I got Cincinnati. 
I wanted to take the Packers, but you told me Cust is on it. That's just after that Jets debacle. I, no, I no, he, he's, he's he wanted games. the Vikings, he's, right? He, yeah, yeah, Vikings. I like the Vikings. So yeah, Vikings, Vikings. Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, no, we're gonna go, Pat. I, I, I'll keep it the same, even though it's there. I got to go with the Saints. I just think the Saints are in a good spot. I, that was the game I originally listed. I had the Bengals, Saints, and uh, Texans was my original three. I don't want to get off that even though I love your picks, but Rob, I love every one of you guys. I think every one of our picks I love, like I'm betting all these games this week, but here's the thing you said it, the Philadelphia Eagles are fraudulent. Um, they're just going to, you said it, uh, Jalen Hurts is going to run around, put up a ball, hope for a pass interference cause for the saints. They've been getting better every week. And we got to look at the games, not just about offense. First of all, Taysom Hill's going to have some more packages. We know, Hey, Simeon did all right in that fourth quarter against Tennessee. They, 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 they're they marching the ball. The guy's actually not doing that bad. It's about the defense though. Jalen hurts. It doesn't matter if you can run, they're going to come up to block lanes and you're going to get smoked in this game. I'd take the over sacks. I think he's going to get sacked a million times, hit a million times. And the saints are going to win this game with defense. Their defense is superior. Philly's in trouble today. Saints outright. We're getting two points. Sign me up. I like it. Obviously, we're both in with you, Rob. You got a you got a you got a bronze. I'm feeling it. A good. I one, do, too. but I'm actually going to pivot. Before the show, I would have said Houston, but last week my bronze was the same as Cam Silver, which was Cleveland, and we got smoked. So for the sake of both of us, I'm not going to use Houston, even though I do like them quite a bit. I will pivot to probably the most square play of the entire week. You're going to see like all sorts of pros versus Joe's stuff about this on Sunday. I don't care. I'm taking Baltimore minus four at Chicago. And a lot of this line movement over the course of the week early on has been because Lamar Jackson hasn't been practicing. He's missed the first two practices of the week. Marquise Brown didn't practice yesterday. Rashad Bateman didn't practice yesterday. This has been like a common theme for the Ravens a lot this year where Jackson's just not able to practice. He's got like some mysterious illness. I don't know what it is, but I feel like we're at the point where we buy low on Baltimore now. Like they come off that Thursday night football loss against Miami where Miami just blitzed the shit out of them and Lamar Jackson had no answers. It's very different. Chicago can't do that. The reason the Dolphins can do that is because they have very good cover corners. So they can send a bunch of pressure and they can trust their corners one-on-one. The Bears can't do that. Bears have one of the worst sets of corners in the entire league. So they try to copy that game plan. And now with like uh, Khalil Mack, probably not going to play again this week. They're banged up in the front seven on defense. I think this is a get-right game for the Baltimore Ravens offense. The last time we saw the Bears, who were they playing? They made it close against the Steelers on Monday Night Football. Again, I feel like just like kind of fade whoever makes it close against the Steelers because the Steelers just do that to teams, to bad teams. They allow them to come back in the games. How many times have we seen Pittsburgh do that where they had double-digit leads? Uh, They had it against Seattle, against Geno Smith. Uh, the following week with someone else as well, where they had a double digit lead. They blew it late in the game there or let that team back into the game. They did it with Chicago. I'm not a believer in the bears. Like think back to, to who is priced like this against the bears this year. It was the San Francisco 49ers. I still think Baltimore is a much better team than them. Um, even like green Bay was priced in a similar, like uh, much higher than this. I, I, I don't get this. I'll take Baltimore minus four. I I'll, I'll like whatever. Public side doesn't bother me. I think this is a short number. Well, you tried to stay away from Cam in his silver pick with your bronze pick. I was, I mean, I I have a list of games here and Baltimore was at the top minus four as my bronze selection. So I'll run this one by you. We've been talking about Pittsburgh and how terrible they are, but the Chargers are kind of like equally terrible that Mm -hmm. what if you had Pittsburgh plus five and a half against the Chargers in what's essentially a home game for them? I would take Pittsburgh. Yeah, it, it is a home game for them. So Chargers have no home field advantage. We talked about this before. Mason Rudolph is bad, man. Like he is. But Ben's, Ben's going to be back, he, isn't he? I, I, this, is, this to me, five and a half is a Mason Rudolph line, in my opinion. I think if Ben is back, you're, you're stealing at the five and a half because I think this number <laughs> probably goes three and a half, four. Yeah, that's ben. what I think will happen. Like if Ben gets announced that he's back, I think this comes down. So if you believe that, Pat, then for sure five and a half is the play. But if you get the Mason Rudolph experience, it, it, it's painful. Like, you can't beat the Lions at home with a, a much superior defense. Now Minka Fitzpatrick's on the COVID list as well for them. TJ Watts out. Like, Ben, I have some sort of semblance of faith that, okay, he'll dink and dunk his way up the field. Rudolph, I, I just don't even – I don't even know how that guy's starting in the league. Or Like, I don't know how he's in the NFL anymore. So, um, 
I get it. It's just like kind of one of those fades of the chargers as a favorite, which you can, you can do anytime because they just don't cover by margin in general, but um, tough one for me personally. But you like Pittsburgh cam? Yes, I do. Yeah. The thing about the chargers is they don't cover big numbers. I faded them against Minnesota. It's worked actually had a good read on the chargers this year. I've taken them at the right spot and faded them at the right spot. I just think it's too many points. I lean Pittsburgh Steelers, but Rob brings up a lot of very good points. If Big Ben plays at that number, I'd just steal. I'd actually smash that game. How do you feel about Indy and Buffalo? Like that, I lean Buffalo, but I don't like it. it yeah, just... I like I like Indy a bit, but I I don't also don't like it. I'm I'm scared that the Bills are going to get it together at some point. Like the thing with Buffalo this year is they've played such an easy schedule that it's very very difficult to gauge who they actually are. But Josh Allen is second in the league in turnover-worthy plays. He's been very careless, and he's played the easiest schedule of opposing defenses. And I feel like the Colts are just not – like the Colts are a fine team. They're an average team. They kept it close with Phil Rivers in the playoffs last year coming into Buffalo. Um, but like, like, it's kind of one of these games where I'd like to fade both of these teams if I was – But here's the thing, Pizzola. The media talks about Carson Wentz like he's some kind of star. He's not. He'll no, make he's... bad mistakes in that yeah. game. Pat, it's getting colder. That's the one thing. I looked at Indianapolis too, and I'm thinking, this seems like an old Carson Wentz pick six type of game. They got to use Jonathan Taylor, but that's the thing about the Bills. If they turn it on at home and Indianapolis gets down, this could be a blow. I don't believe in Carson Wentz. That's that's the whole thing. I think he's one of the most overrated quarterbacks, and the media loves this guy for some reason. It's I, funny because they, they hate most gingers, but they love this guy. Well, I don't he, get it. He was drafted high, and that, that always is like, whenever someone's drafted high, the media will not write these guys off as being terrible. And that... Carson Wentz, I, I, he's not terrible, but he's a below average quarterback. Yeah, and right he makes he a lot is. Of mistakes. The thing is, like, the big thing for me here is that if you look at Buffalo on defense, they're very, very good against the run this year. And personally, the reason I like the Colts is I'm just not buying it. Because if you look at who Buffalo's faced this season, the only round, ground game they faced with a pulse was Tennessee with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry ran for 143 yards on 20 carries in that game. He scored three touchdowns. I feel like the Colts offensive line can dictate this game and Jonathan Taylor can have another big game. And I think if Jonathan Taylor has a big game, I, I find it very difficult to believe the Colts don't cover seven. So I think it becomes a matter of it, can the Bills stop the run if they do, and it's got to be once beating them, it's not going to happen. Uh, but I, I, I think this is a bit of an expensive price in Buffalo. How about, and Cam, you'll dig this one for sure. Oh, no, no, I know where you're going. Tell me where you're going. I, I think I got a feeling. I, I think I got a feeling. We just saw a team on Monday Night Football demolish yes. a team that, you know, a lot of us think are going to the Super Bowl. Now, on a short week, they have to travel across the country to play in a very early game against a Jags team that is not good, but their defense has started to look really good. That this could just be a classic like 14-10 game for San Francisco. So Jag- they might lose outright, Pat. They Jags? might lose outright. That's the game I forgot. I love the Jaguars this week. I think everyone's gonna be on San Francisco. I love them. I think they can win the game. And if I think they can win the game, you take the six and a half points with them. San Francisco, everyone's not talking. Oh, yeah. You know what? They just had a good game plan. They smashed the rock against the Rams. And let's remember something with the Rams. They're both, they're, they're flaky as a pie crust. They got so many tr- stars and prima donnas on their team. That's a problem. It doesn't work. Why don't you ask Daniel Snyder, the Washington football team back in the day when they were the Redskins. And you know what? Star players, too much ego. Meh, meh, meh. And here's another thing there, Stafford. <laughs> You're not that good either. You make a lot of mistakes, bro. I'm done with that guy. Everyone, Matt Stafford, Rams. Yeah, we'll see. Give me the damn, uh, Jaguars, I agree. Their defense is getting better. They might beat San Francisco outright. i got a lot of friends who are 49er fans who are probably not going to talk to me. That's fine. The one issue would be that it looks like Elijah Mitchell might miss this game, Rob, with a finger injury. We're not sure yet. That's good. It's Well, it's good and it's bad because I actually think San Francisco is at its best when they're like throwing the ball down the field and just losing running backs will activate them throwing the ball down the field, which is how I think you're going to get to Jacksonville. That if they just did their normal thing where they hand the ball off 38 times during a game, that I could see it being really close. That's really the one thing that kind of tears me here, as strange as that sounds. I'm I'm not betting this game. Deep down, I think the 49ers are going to smoke the Jaguars. Really? I do. I think that everything that worked for them against the Rams offensively, the power running game is going to work for them here. I hate, I I love that they have Trent Williams back and playing really well on the left side of things, but 
personally, for me, I think the 49ers are undervalued because they played all these games without George Kittle or George Kittle not at full health. And if you look at Jimmy G's splits with George Kittle on the field versus off the field, yeah. they're very different. I, I, I just don't think the Jags are good. Like for me, there's certain teams in the league where you get to four, five, six weeks in the season and you say, we know that this team is terrible. I am never, I'm not going to bet this team unless I feel like I'm getting an egregious amount of points. If you guys think that, it's, it's totally fair. I, I get it. For me, like Jets, Lions, Jags, and Texans when they had Davis Mills were the ones where you have to give me what I feel like is an absurd number in order to bet them. I don't think this is an absurd number. I, I think the 49ers are just a lot better. I, the, the travel from West Coast to East Coast is very much overstated. It, it hasn't really been a thing now in, in like three or four years. Teams have been better with their travel schedules. Uh, in fact, the market has, I guess, cooked that into the number a little bit too much where it's actually been a good situation for a lot of teams traveling West and playing the early start time. So I don't see that as a reason either, but um, let, don't, don't obviously don't let me stop you. Like you, you guys are confident in the game. It's not, I'm not willing to, to bet my money on San Francisco in this spot either, but I feel like this is just a horrible matchup for the Jags. I just look at them shutting down the Bills. Then they shut down. I mean, the Colts scored a stupid like pick. Exactly. Six. The Jags should have won that game. Like yeah. for everyone noticing, the Colts scored quick in that game and the Jags came back and Trevor Lawrence fumbled at the end. Like, honest to God, Indianapolis did nothing after the first quarter. The Jacksonville Jaguars dominated. Them. Uh, the problem yes. is, is that they're not going to score any points, which is the right yeah. issue. Yep. Yeah. That's the problem. I mean, you, you know what you're going to get out of the Jags offense. Like even their best games are what? The one maybe on Thursday night football against Cincinnati. That was probably like the best offensive game I could remember in recent memory. And they, they end up losing by field goal, played a good game, but um, they scored like two touchdowns in the first quarter and then really nothing afterwards. And that the offense is just way too vanilla for my liking right now. And um, I, yeah, I mean, don't let me stop you. If you like it, obviously pick it. I, I know you guys, you wouldn't, you wouldn't stop from picking it if I was on the other side, which, but like, yeah, you got to go with what you're, you're confident in. I just have zero faith in the Jaguars and uh, that coaching staff and everything. And, and on top of that, like we talk about the defense, it's still very overrated. Like the, this O-line for San Fran, I think is going to push them around. Um, Anyways, I've, I've made, I think I've made my point at this point. Yeah, you agreed made your to, point. Ag you agreed made your point, disagree, Pazola. Agree to Let disagree. the man take the Jaguars if he <laughs> wants to. They are on the short list. I also have Arizona. <laughs> I was on Seattle earlier in the week. Maybe I still should be, but now it looks like Kyler's that, going to play, and now it's still game stinks. minus two. Like, is, stinks. is Wilson going to be, like, magically better a week later? Like, I have my doubts. Maybe we saw it with Dak Prescott, right? When he came back from injury, sucked in the first week. And then we kind of actually do see this with quarterbacks, even Aaron Rodgers, like missed a week with COVID and he's, he wasn't great last week either. Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll, I mean, remains to be seen how I'll play this upcoming week, but um, I don't know. Like I agree with Cam. That game is just like something weird. Pete Carroll's talking about how they need to run the ball more again. Anytime Pete, Pete Carroll, Carroll throws, doesn't even know how to throw a challenge flag. He, he's got, he throws a cell phone. The guy, yeah, hey, 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 phone. yeah, the guy's a, a clown. Like honest to God, like just become a part of the Seagulls cheerleading team. You could be the male guy, you know, Hey, let's throw her up and catch it. I'm Pete Carroll. Like, honestly, get out of my life. Seattle needs Russell Wilson's not even going to be a Seahawk anymore. Like this team, we're going to have a total rebranding next year, Pat. Hey, it's a tough game. Arizona should win, but something stinks with that line, buddy. I'm staying away from this game. I kind of feel the same way. Like it, minus two Arizona seems far too obvious just to be like, oh yeah, easy game. Let's go. No, yeah, nothing's I, easy. Like, nothing's I, I, like easy. to me, I'd, I'd rather have Seattle. I feel like uh, regardless of whether Kyler plays or not, he's going to be limited in some capacity. Like, are you going to just let Kyler Murray come back and run around all over the field? I don't think they're going to do that. I think he'll take less chances and he'll try to stay healthy. So from that point of view, you're getting a line where it's kind of being valued like Kyler Murray's at full strength. And I, I don't think he will be. It's, it's tough with Seattle. Like what speaks to me in this game is the under. You got a quarterback coming back from injury, hasn't played yeah. in a few weeks. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins out again. So he doesn't have his plethora of weapons you got pete carroll talking about we need to run the ball more again and whatever <laughs> like I, I this game screams under to me even though I, I don't like the seahawks defense but they've actually been playing surprisingly well they the have. latter half of the year so that's my look on the game but um 
so what, what have you run through so far, Pat? Yeah, Jags, Cards. Jags, Cards, Col- Steelers. Steelers, Baltimore. And yeah. then the last one. And the final thing I'll say about Arizona is if they bring Kyler back to play, I'm going to guess he's close to 100% because they have a bye week next week, which would make True. no sense to bring him back too early. Like, give him the two weeks. You're still in yep. first place. It's going to be fine. That if he does come back, it would lead me to think that he's a lot healthier than maybe they're making it out to be. The last one is, good God, Jets three and a half at home against the Dolphins. That's yeah, a tough one. That's very tough. Uh, actually, the Dolphins, you know what I mean? Dolphins are terrible. Dolphins, form, Dolphins are bad. They're probably going to gag this game away. The Jets, with Flacco, actually feel more calm. You know what? No, I kind of lean that way. Too. I want Magic Mike back in the game, but I'm not getting it. So Flacco scares me, Rob. Flacco. The, so I don't agree that the Dolphins are terrible. I, I think the Dolphins are bad and the Jets are terrible. And I cannot, like, they're bringing in Flacco to play this game because they don't trust White or Zach Wilson to be able to handle Miami's blitz, which I find hilarious in, because Flacco, while he has good numbers against the blitz in his career, the latter half of his career when he's been a backup, he has terrible numbers against the Blitz. So you can get the same game plan from Miami as you get every single week. Tons of Blitzes. Receiver, the corners are going to cover the receivers one-on-one. Is Flacco going to be the one that shreds this defense? No, he's probably going to be a statue. Like, uh, I, don't like I don't like laying points with Miami because there's obviously a lot of reasons. Like Tua sometimes mind-boggling. But the one thing about Tua is he started five games this year. Three of them were against good defenses, uh, Buffalo twice and New England. Looked horrible. The two games he started against bad defenses, Jacksonville, Atlanta, they actually moved the ball. And the Jets, in my opinion, have the worst defense in the league, statistically speaking. So, um, yeah, that's kind of another one where I, I, I can understand why someone would be enticed by the points, but I find that these terrible teams just always find a way to somehow shit the bed, and it wouldn't surprise me if... Pat- uh, I got an idea. I got an idea because it's called Pat's bronze pick. Like the old days, we bring the wheel. We put all like the six games that you like on it. We spin it and whatever it lands on you take because these games are, you know what I mean? And it's fun. Everyone loves wheels, carnivals. And you know what I mean? It's just more entertainment. I'm into that stuff. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. Like what game do we go with here? He likes the Ravens. You like the Ravens, Pozzola. And what was the other one? uh, what's your favorite pat what's your first instinct you gotta go with your gut man what's your first instinct oh my 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 first instinct i had written down as my bronze pick washington plus three but rob already took it so no no, but we can take it again we can do anything we do it all all. right sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't tell me what you like the best don't worry about there we go these are the mineral picks washington i feel the most confident with washington plus three over all those love it good i love cam recommending rolling out the wheel I'm not, back in the day, I'm back, not a no, yeah, we used to do That's the dartboard special. Remember Pizzola, back, the dartboard special. We had, I did, I was producing Cam and Gabe and I put together the dartboard with it's every a great idea. logo every day. What they don't realize is it took me like an hour and a half to do that. Cause I used well, to have to use like the printers at the score, which yeah, was terrible and whatever, right, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, I was Task. getting paid to do it. Yeah. Not well, but I was getting paid <laughs> to put together that dartboard. And we were using it for picks that they it was couldn't fun. decide on. It's a good it was, segment. People like that. And when Gabe, Gabe put the dart in my neck and everyone thought he, I was bleeding, we really played that one out. Well we did too. play that Some one. Really up. good acting. It, Better than soap operas. Maybe like that made a maybe wouldn't fly in 2021. It was a good what thing. What are you talking about? We need I mean, more of that stuff. That's the problem with the world. It's so damn whatsified. Now you put a dart through a guy's neck. Mayo gets it. Mayo knows entertainment and what sells. More fun. I don't disagree with you. I think that was a, a fun prank. I mean, we did a lot of dangerous stuff as well. We boss, did. boss, Rutten choked yeah, you choking out. Choking me out on, on air. Yeah, human resources love that one. I thought it was a joke because Cam's no, reaction was, was, was very so real. It was very real. Cam got choked <laughs> out, unconscious. I had to deal with the HR from that, by the way, because I was yeah. producing that show. I had no idea what was happening. Gabe is just encouraging. Yeah, yeah, choke him, choke him. And Cam's like, sure, I'll get, I'll get choked and whatever. He was asleep in like five seconds. Oh, snorting like, like oh. a pig. It was real. It was real. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm, lucky. <laughs> I'm lucky that was 2011 or 2012. I would be definitely fired nowadays for I'm something surprised like we that, all didn't get fired for the I things mean, we do. But anyway, we tried. Yes, I mean, we could. there was a lot of fireable offenses back definitely. in the day. Was that really like only 2012? I, I feel like I saw that clip on the score commercial for like three straight years. 
No. no did, suppose, did he use that in a commercial? There's no uh, way they use that. In yeah, a if they use that, hey, hey, where's my residuals then? Like, come on. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I actually went to HR that day, and I didn't. I was not even aware that Cam was really asleep. Like, I thought it was a joke. They called me to HR after that show, and they're like, "What just happened here? Like, you can't let an employee get choked out on air." I'm like, "It was. He didn't get choked out. He was just acting. Like, it was just all, all a joke." <laughs> They're like, are you sure? Look, I'm like, no. I'm like, <laughs> and then I go back, and Cam's like, no, no, I, I was out. He's no, like, I don't I, know. What I, 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 it was, it was dark. I was apparently I was snorting. Like, you, you know, it you, was very real. You did snort a few times. That's well, why that's I the, thought it. That's that, what happens when you get choked out. Like, you don't know. Like, and remember, he told me, he goes, "Hey, you're lucky, uh, Cam. When I did the show in Italy, uh, yeah, the, the midget, uh, yeah, he went in his pants. Apparently, like Pat, a lot of the time when you get like you lose your body functions, like when you get clipped." And he goes, hey, at least uh, he gave me a nice one, though. He gave me the blood rather than the one that hurt a lot more because there's different types of chokes. But anyway, I didn't go in my pants, and that's a victory for me. Well, that, that will do it on the Pat Mayo experience for week 11. <laughs> you can find the cheat sheet up on DKNation.com. If you want to find that clip, I just searched it. Boz Rutten chokes out TV personality Cam Stewart. It's on YouTube. Well, it's a, yes, it is. You can find yes. it. Rob, what do you got going on this week? Uh, yeah, I mean, not a whole lot. I'm usually just like living in misery now that it gets dark at like four 30 every day and feels like oh, it's, it's bedtime. But, uh, for those who want to check out my app, it's Betstamp. You can visit the website, betstamp.app or just download it on your mobile device. And I am very confident it will help make you a better sports better, um, uh, because I do preach line shopping, getting the best of the numbers. So please check it out, uh, for anyone out there. And then actually Sunday mornings as well, if you want a full rundown of NFL games, uh, just follow me on Twitter at Rob Pizzola. I do a live stream 11 a.m. every Sunday morning, giving my final thoughts on the game as well. Cam Stewart, Sports Grid Radio, where you're on every day. People ask me all the time, you need to have yeah. Cam on more. And I'm like, Cam works every single day, all day. <laughs> you can listen to him. Thank you. And Rob, by the way, I need some uh, uh, best foods and stuff for diabetes. I've got lists, but I'd like to get your personal ones. And pears was a great option. I really enjoy and less sugar. Anyway, I'm on Sports Grid uh, today. Starting at four o'clock, six o'clock, me and Gabe Rents, as you mentioned, the guy who told Boss Rutten to choke me out, six to seven. It's called Game Time Decisions. We bet every game. And trust me, we have a big card. Then we go in game live on Sports Grid. Check it out on all the platforms. It's on Roku and different type of stuff, like too many to name right now. And on Sunday afternoon at uh, one o'clock Eastern, we do in game live NFL edition where me and uh, the Irish Bear, Kevin Walsh, go through all the games and hopefully get you some tips. Like last week, we had Washington, uh, and that worked out very, very well against Tampa Bay. We just kept on live betting it, and it was just uh, an absolute uh, windfall for everybody, Pat. What's it like doing a show during the games? I, it's I, very frustrating. I'm not going to lie. I, I, if I Personally, I prefer, like, we don't, like, I love working for the guys. I love the network. You know, like, the people there are fantastic, Pat. like working with you and Pozzola. Everyone gets along, but it's very frustrating when I got to focus on doing stuff and then I see things and they disappear really quick. Like to really make money live betting, as you, as you guys know, you got to be on top of everything, right? But we got to go through every game, the lines, the halftime lines. Yeah, Pat, it's a weird feeling. Sometimes you miss a good number because you're doing other things. That's the frustrating part, but it is kind of exciting. Let's just say real. It's it's just a roller coaster ride. A lot yeah. of good, a lot of bad. Because Feinberg and I do that for golf like four times a year for all the majors. Oh, it's we, we, we do the, crazy. We do the, we do the cut sweat live on the Friday. Like people say, hey, you should do that every single week. It's like I would if I worked for like Golf Channel. But I think just exactly. doing it on my own, I don't think I would want to do it. The, the thing with like we, we used to do hardcore football Sundays back in the day as well. I think that like the huge challenge is you're on air the whole time and you don't, you're not listening to the game. So you see a exactly. lot of stuff that's happening and you have no idea what's going on without the volume in a lot of cases where like there's a flag on the field. Like if you're watching red zone, they point, away a lot of times and it's, that's what the biggest nightmare is of doing those live feeds. Golf's a little different. Like there's no, like you, you watch, you watch a guy hit a shot. You kind of can make out what's happening regardless, but in the football games, there's so much that happens where you actually need, to be able to hear the referee or the commentator explain what happened. And you don't get that when you're live on air. So that's what makes it like really difficult to do. Yeah, volume down is not good. And it's tough to entice people to watch your show when they're watching football games. Yeah. A lot of people now, Pat, I've realized kind of like your show, they have the games. People have four or five TVs and different feeds, right? They got one there. They're, they're like, it's just it gone is the day you're just watching one game. Like, especially for football. Like I know guys that have like nine, tele, like they got every game set up. It's just, it's, it's like a sports bar. 
They should just basically like, you know, get a deep fryer and uh, some taps and just, hey, come over to my house. I would. Hey, you know, that, that, that's the thing that, now. That's what, that's what we have at Mayo Media Network. Well, I'm mean, get me over there then because I, 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 I live for that. Actually, I can't, can't drink beer anymore. But get, get a vodka machine. Vodka, vodka, soda. vodka water machine. Yeah, vodka water. I'll, I'll, just, I'll, I'll just get a bottle of vodka. We'll be fine. <laughs> I thank have, you. Thank you Pat. I, I have the water. That's on me. Anyway, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm Pat Mayo. You can follow me yeah. at the PME on Twitter. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Again, apologies about my voice and enthusiasm level. I wish I could yell. I really do, but I can't right now. My kids, they love it. Me, not so much. Anyway, thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Mayo experience. Experience.